Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. And today we're going to take a look at professionalism, but specifically one specific aspect. And it is one that Carrie and I literally for 19 years have been um, standing on our little soapbox and trying to get directors to understand the importance, and that is joining an association. So, Carrie, give me um, an example of what I mean as far as associations and maybe even uh, okay, well, why you might join. I'll go one. with the one that you and I were on the board together on, which was the Austin Association for the Education of Young Children, which was a uh, regional... Uh, version of the National Association uh, for the Education of Young Children, which people typically call NACI. And that one is focused very much on research and best practices for the children. Um, They do a lot of advocacy around the importance of supporting children. Um, And then the one that I think in my area um, is better for the small mom and pops <laughs> is TLCCA, Texas Licensed Child Care Association. And I'm sure it has a national partner organization. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> but so... And we also have um, in Texas some um, basically out-of-school time yep. associations. So there's- um, and they... There's ones based on religious affiliation. There's a Lutheran group. There's a Baptist group. Like there's, there are lots of them out there. And why, why should you join? Because it's a group of people who get you. If nothing else, join because you need people who understand what you do. What, what are some well, other that reasons? that is true. <laughs> I mean, I, I think if you do, I mean, it's, at, at most, the most I've ever spent was $120 a year. $120 a year so that 12 times a year at minimum, I hear from people who are like, I got you, boo. I understand the crazy stuff that you're dealing with. Like, I think so that's worthwhile. But Yeah, absolutely. So I look at it from a totally different perspective. And um, I look at it from a professionalism standpoint, because you're not going to find any professional who is not a card carrying member of their professional association. Well, you will, doctors, but not very lawyers, many. <laughs> very, very few doctors, lawyers, nurses, because they need to be part of these associations so that they can get their continuing education, which is part of keeping them licensed. And we have that same thing, right? A lot of these associations do provide professional development, uh, which is key uh, as, a, as a director and as a business owner or business manager. Those conferences are also networking opportunities. So it's also helping you build that support system that I was talking about. <laughs> Well, so let's talk about networking. So that's a great point of view. So when we talk about networking, especially if you're an owner or a manager, not every, you know, sometimes people think about networking as you're going to network to get your next job. And uh, if you're an owner or manager, you may not be thinking you need to be looking for your next job. But um, I will tell you, absolutely dig your well before you're thirsty. It's one of my favorite books. No, I do not remember who wrote it. Um, 
But the more contacts you have in your industry across the country, the better prepared you are. I am a military spouse. Uh, we have uh, all Texas director has been based out of Oklahoma before. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, there's definitely it is worth knowing who else is in your niche in other states before you need to know. But it's also a matter of, you know, they may have walked through something before that you're about to walk into. Like, absolutely. You know, they may but have. But you never know. You may find somebody who has already formed a partnership or a relationship with a large employer and they can help you figure out how to do that. Or, you know, there's hundreds of things that having contacts with other people who also care about your industry and who serve your industry. Because when you go to the conference, you also get to meet the people who sell the equipment and the supplies that you use. You know, it's really hard to find out in the, you know, just wandering around your neighborhood, a Kaplan distributor, right? Or uh, a constructive playthings distributor. But by going to the conference, you can actually talk to those people and figure out when are their sales usually? What, how do you find out how long certain equipment lasts? All that kind of stuff you can find out going to the conference. It's really hard to do it through email. It is. And you never know when other opportunities might come around. So, you know, you might currently be an owner or manager. You might be having a conversation with one of these vendors who you kind of like the way you're talking to them and, you know, they may then approach you to do training for them, uh, to become an ambassador of their program, which means you get free product. I mean, there are some great reasons to network and to be a part of these professional associations. And so Carrie has talked about a couple of them. Um, I've mentioned that you never know when there's an opportunity that may come around the corner. It could be something as simple as when you're ready to retire, uh, calling one of those larger programs that you met at a conference to see if they want to buy your business. Hey, you know, again, you never know when things are going to happen that you need to be able to pivot (laughs) Um, or that you need to look for additional opportunities. Uh, I don't know too many programs who aren't going to look at a way to save some money. So if you get to become a representative or an ambassador or even an affiliate uh, of a uh, program, um, you know, that absolutely works. Yeah, I think, you know, there are lots of reasons to join a membership. It's not very expensive, even if all you get is a group of people, but you also get a chance to do advocacy, you get a chance to maybe get some discounts on things, and you get to go to conferences. What am I forgetting? Well, I think the big one, and of course, we know this could easily take up the next 15 or 16 minutes, is um, only because you had mentioned that this is up, right? So don't we have like National Support the Mail Letter Day or something? What day is coming up? Okay, so today is Think a Letter Carrier Day, because the letter carrier is going to bring you your fun things from your uh, uh, association. And then uh, coming up on the 7th is Send a Card to a Friend Day. Um, for some reason, you know, this week is just all about the mailman or the letter <laughs> carrier, the mail woman. 
So I want to so I want to talk about using mail and um, why joining some of these associations is really important. Um, as a uh, director, owner, manager, you need to think about the professional aspect of your industry, and that's why we encourage you to be a, an association member. Uh, depending on what you want out of that association may depend on which association you join. You may not be able to afford to join them all. And so if you just want local peer-to-peer or even regional peer-to-peer support, you may join one association. But if you are somebody with um, a, a national or global vision and you really want to be involved with that, you may look at associations from a different perspective. And who has the ear of your mayor, your governor, or your president? And maybe that's where you want to use the U.S. Postal Service (laughs) to send snail mail. Now, you know, advocacy can definitely be done by email and phone. But in honor of the week. (laughs) Well, but also because it stands out. People, you know, legislators take written letters a little bit more seriously because they know it took you more time to create the written letter than if you called their voicemail and left a message or if you texted them or you tweeted at them or you sent them an email. It takes more effort. I just thought of something. I don't know about you, but when, you know, the last time I had young kids and I was running a program or both, you know, there was always art that the kids produced. (laughs) Imagine sending that eight by 10 envelope with your cover letter and a whole lot of art to various legislators. I think that would have a real impact, especially if you heard us a couple weeks ago when we talked about making sure you have the sticker of your program on all that art. (laughs) And you can do it in conjunction, if you did it in conjunction with 30 other directors who did that, through your association, you're making a significant impact on their office. They're going to remember Absolutely. what you were talking about. <laughs> well, they're definitely not going to forget you. I mean, if you start bombarding them, even if it's monthly, um, and, you know, in the state of Texas, we get a little weird. We only have a legislative session for six months every two years. Uh, but you need to make sure that they remember you, especially if there happens to be a child care bill that's that's on the floor. And what a way to do that and have an impact by uh, sending child produced art to those legislators. Uh, letters from parents is another great resource. Those testimonials. Um, you know, you can even write some examples for parents and just have parents write them in their own handwriting. Um, you know, again, uh, you know, got school age kids, have them write them in, you know, have them write them. Um, I, you know, crayon letters, who doesn't get a little, um, emotional when you receive a two sentence, uh, letter from a, from a preschooler in a crayon. I don't care what it says. <laughs> so, I've uh, participated in several of those kinds of campaigns through TAEYC, um, the Texas Association for the Education of Young Children. Um, and it will ebb and flow <laughs> how active your association is in advocacy. And if they're not being active in it and you think they should, um, there's a phrase uh, which is, you just volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> because if you think it's important and you have passion behind it, it's not super difficult to write a few email, you know, to be on that 
subcommittee or that committee for that organization and send out emails once a month reminding people, hey, it's time to send in your artwork to John Smith. Uh, Remember this, that we're talking about this issue. Here's a sample letter, adjust it as you want. You've already written the letter that you were going to send to the legislator. Why not forward it on to other people so that they can adjust it and send it also? I mean, it takes 10 minutes. Absolutely. And and if this is something that you become passionate about, you know, the easier you can make it for people, the better, you know, give them envelopes already with the postage in it. Uh, you know, <laughs> you'd be surprised. The campaigns that I've been involved in that were... Um, I'm going to go with literally ridiculous, ridiculously easy. Like they brought me my 120 um, pieces of art that they wanted the kids to color. And they gave me the envelope that was already stamped address. All I had to do was add my return envelope, my return address, my return address, lick the envelope after I stuck the stuff in. You know, I mean, it was really hard to not be effective with that. Yeah, or... Um, having kids do their artwork on cardstock and then cutting it into postcard size things. And then you just stick a sticker on with the address to the legislator uh, and another, and then you write over um, the artwork with your position. And that's, you know, half the price of an envelope. Uh, (laughs) But you can do a lot with your association One pebble maybe doesn't do a whole lot, but one pebble thrown onto other pebbles can create an avalanche and can make a significant difference. Absolutely. So if you are one of our directors, you've read and and participated and took the class, you understand the importance of professionalism. And professionalism and advocacy is more than... Um, you know, wearing a a shirt with your logo, um, looking presentable, uh, you know, it's definitely more than that. It's, and and depending on how old you are, depending on where you see yourself career-wise, again, you never know what opportunities are going to come out of uh, joining an association. Um, And to me, it's more than just joining, it's also getting involved. So, Um, If you've joined that association, if you've chosen an advocacy role to be a part of, that doesn't mean that's the only one that's for you. If that's not really your thing and you're like, eh, I probably should be involved, but I don't know if I want to, but I like to throw parties. Okay. So, you know, if you really like to throw parties, you can get prepared for National Wine Day and um, which I think is in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And you can have, yeah, you can have some happy hours. I mean, Okay, so we are in the middle of a pandemic, and so if you've listened to this, um, you know, later and and we're not quite there, that doesn't mean you can't still do this, and that is the virtual happy hour. Um, You know, every association needs those coffee hours, those happy hours. Directors need to see other people are still around (laughs) that are over the age of five. (laughs) Absolutely. So look around, um, Google, you know, your state and Google Child Care Association. Or if you are a faith-based organization, you know, Google it with, you know, the name of your faith. That was kind of awkward, but you know, there is an association for Jewish childcare programs, you know, so you can Google it. I don't know all of them. There are literally a hundred. I can't keep up with all of them. 
And so just as before we wrap up, I just want to touch on one other component when we start talking about joining associations is don't forget to join business associations that are in your community, such as your community chamber of commerce, because Again, if you are in a position that you need to make changes to the way you market, you need to make changes in where your business is located, uh, start with the people who are the other businesses in your community because they're all right there understanding what's going on with those major employers. And you'll find out when new employers are coming in or when major employers are closing down. I I think, yeah, being I'm, I'm the lowest key member of my local chamber. But yeah, that can be helpful too. So I think we've given you guys some thoughts. Hopefully you'll go out and find an association to dip your toe into um, and then see if it's the right one for you. If not, join a different one next year. It's not an irreversible decision. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.